Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers Entourage in Whitecourt, Alberta. We are at the Boston Pizza. And we do want to mention to you that the best fans in the game need the best content. Go live and behind the scenes with Oilers Plus and access live practice coverage, pre- and post-game shows, behind-the-scenes original series, and much, much more. Subscribe now at OilersPlus.com using the promo code OilersNow. That's all-capped OilersNow for a three-day trial. And guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night in the town, every meal's on occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We are uh, pleased to be joined by two former Oiler players that uh, played a combined total of roughly 1,900 NHL regular season games. Uh, one is eminently more popular than I am in the local radio market. We'd like to welcome Jason Stardbrook, who of course is on the Jason uh, Greger show every day. He is in White Court. Jason, how you doing? Good, and where do I get the Roos Chris gifts? Do I come I, to your house, or do I go to the station? Well, you, or? you moved in the hood, so we can, we can maybe coordinate that for you, but oh, we I, have to go to dinner together? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't force that on anybody except maybe Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft for an auction item. Uh, Kevin Holland, or, uh, Kevin Lowe is here as well, and and he moved out of the neighborhood. He got away from me, so he, right. there we go. Uh, well, Kev, we'll start with you because you've been part of many of these over the years, and this is kind of a unique thing that the orders are starting off as a, a Hall of Fame alumni of the team. Just your thoughts on the opportunity to come up to White Court, uh, and and it, 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 it may, does it take you maybe back to your youth a bit and growing up in Le Chute, Quebec. It, it certainly does. That's exactly what it's like. Uh, White Court is similar in size. The people uh, seem very similar, you know, very friendly. Uh, the rural communities uh, have been forever big supporters of the Oilers organization as fans, as season ticket holders. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, the obviously we, we embrace and, and uh are, are very thankful to have our, our fans within the city of Edmonton. But we know we have a lot of fans elsewhere, and it's uh, it's really important for the hockey club to get out and see these communities. I remember when Danny Gallivan and some of the Canadians came to my hometown in Lachute. It's like, I mean, that was the biggest thing as a kid that I ever saw. Not suggesting that Struddy and I being here in White Court today <laughs> is the biggest thing they've seen in White Court. But, you know, it, it, it's impactful. So we're so so pleased to be here. And th- this is not the first time you do several different things with the Oilers as a member of the alumni during the course of the year, Jason, and I know you do a little bit of coaching on the ice and some of the development programs, but what does it mean for you to come out here and, and sort of uh, be a part of maybe some of the satellite communities that support the organization? Well, my kids are an age now where a lot of our, our games and terms are outside of Edmonton, and I'll go and I'm always amazed when people recognize me. You know, like, hey, Jason Stradwick, is Chris Pronger here? No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, he isn't. It's just it's just me, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to get to see people because, you know, Kevin said it's so true. There's Oilers fans everywhere, right? And and these communities love the Oilers. And it's fun to see them. And the energy we already had experienced this morning, the first event that we'll be going to schools this afternoon and some on-ice sessions, um, it's a lot of fun. And I, I do really appreciate them, uh, all the fans. Uh, you know, 
but it's, I, if I could just say though, it, yeah. I, it's a little frustrating though when Hunter is the most popular person here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, it's like the mascot. Yeah, the mascot. Yeah, it's hard. Well, he's got a six pack, Kevin. Yeah. We don't have a six pack anymore. <laughs> Maybe just, we never did. Just go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sounds exciting for the kids. Uh, well, uh, now what's it like for you to get? Uh, you, you've stayed on the ice a fair amount. Is that right over the years? Because I know that uh, you're still skating on a fairly regular basis. And I guess one of the questions I want to: Are kids more? Do they see more skill yeah. than ever before? Oh, for sure. So, you know, when I was playing, I never thought I'd be coaching like I do now. And I'm, I coach kids from 5 to 18 that are from rec to the highest levels, and I love it. And they are so skilled. In fact, to the point where I can, for most age groups, I can't describe, I can't show what I need to do, I want them to do. I have the best kids show what I need them to do. And uh, But it's a fun, and, you know, and the kids are passionate about the game, and they're learning so much. And, and now with the accessibility of the Internet and then, you know, Instagram and all that stuff, they're trying to recreate what they see their heroes do, like McDavid. David and, and Leon or whoever, right? So you're trying to teach that kid, the kids that, but also kind of teach them the game because that's just a small slice of what the game is. We're joined by Oilers alumni Jason Strudwick and Oilers Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe. And Kevin, it's interesting. I have a theory that when your group came through, that there was a subsequent group of Edmonton area kids. Jerome McGinley would have been one of those guys that would have watched you guys play. Jason yeah. Strudwick, who Stu McGregor didn't recognize until he was about 16, I think, or yeah, 17. Yeah. You were not. Yeah. Were you a Bantam pick, by the no, way? No, no, I wasn't. Yeah. No, I, they, they they chose not to take me. Well, you know, it's. I, I would say this, Jason. It's better to be a has-been than it never was. In my yeah. case, but yeah. no. But it, with all seriousness, and and I wonder whether or not there's another group of kids because they get to watch what McDavid and Drysaddle now. Can you relate to that a bit? Because I personally believe that. You know, if you take a look at the amount of sort of 90s era uh, Alberta kids that were spawned from watching the Oilers of the 80s, I think that was part of it, Kevin. I genuinely believe that. Absolutely. Like, we just, it spawned a whole generation of shot blockers because they idolized me and, and cared less about Yari and Koff and Mess and all those guys. But no, no, you're, 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 you're bang on. You know, I think of Brian Leach growing up when in the you know in the Bobby Orr era, right? And and it it's factual. Like when teams have success, you'll probably see you know 20 years from now kids from the Tampa area uh, because of the success of the Lightning and their Stanley Cups. It it's it's really good for hockey when teams have success and and uh, you know it it gives the kids the idea that listen that they're local even though they're not from Edmonton when the team was winning. There are guys. We see them all the time. We can do that. Kevin, this is wild for me to be here in White Court. I haven't been here since 1987. And I was here planting trees for Miller Western. That building that we were just named at was beautiful. named after Miller, right? Beautiful building. And we could not get, we were in a valley uh, for where we were set up for our camp. And we could not get uh, you guys in Detroit in 87. And so we had to high point a truck in order to, to get Rod Phillips to think that I would later do color with Rod Phillips and to think back 35 years ago to night, you know, to 1987 to listing and then ended up working on the game as a broadcaster. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of flabbergasting, but it also makes me chuckle and appreciate just the experiences that you end up having as a result of the team and what it can mean to people. And I don't think it's lost in you when you like, and don't get me wrong, you see it every day in Edmonton. You see it in kids' faces. You see it in parents that bring their sons and daughters down to games. You see it in grandparents. So I'm going to take you down a different path on the family front. You have a personal connection to Bill Comrie. What was it like last night watching Eric Comrie? You're still an oiter. You you know, you bleed yeah. the colors to watch Eric Comrie stone. 
that game, you probably win that game eight out of ten times most times, but last night Eric Comrie was on it. He was fantastic. And if I'm not mistaken, the times that Eric's played against the Oilers, he's played very well. He's played really good. I don't know if he's played a lot in the regular season. I've seen him play an exhibition, but he's been unbelievable. And it doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, the Comrie's bill was a fiery guy, still is a fiery guy, very competitive, very proud of their Edmonton roots. And I'm sure, you know, that, I mean, Eric's a good goaltender. He's obviously an NHL goaltender, but uh, he was he was a big difference. I, I wasn't cheering for him last night, right. but I was uh, applauding the performance because it, it was unbelievable. What was it like for you, Jason, to come back? I mean, you're, you're breaking the NHL, and you played with the winners late, relatively speaking, in your career. What did it mean to come back and play uh, play at Edmonton when you were a member of the Vancouver Canucks or when you were with the Rangers? Oh, it was huge. You wanted to play well, and you wanted to put on a good show. And I mean, I wasn't going to put a show on like Conor McDavid, but you wanted to be, like, I wanted to be physical and intense and play hard against those guys because that was your hometown team and all your friends and family were watching and win and, and you, wanted win. you wanted to win so bad and you know it was sometimes hard um to, to win but you, you always wanted to win that game and feel good about yourself so you could walk out because there'd be 30 40 50 people waiting for you after the game and i remember the first time i played here there i don't know there had to be more than that and it was so special and um i don't know if we won the game but i remember it was just it was a special moment to play at home in the same rink that these guys had played in right and shared the same ice i probably skated not quite as fast, but uh, you know, at least I was on the ice. Were, they, were the boys giving it to you before they <laughs> oh, were playing back, sure. in, back in your hometown? Well, I, could, I remember the warm-up. I took no helmet. I had no helmet for warm-up. My hair, I had lots and blown in the wind. I loved it. That's what it's all about, right? That's the, that's the fun part of it. We're joined by Jason Strudwick and Kevin Lowe. They're here as part of the Oilers Entourage in White Court, Alberta, community outreach program that the Oilers are going to be uh, doing every year. I got to ask you about something that happened in last night's game because we all come from the same era yeah. and even in developmental hockey sometimes you had to step up there was a sequence last night where Warren Fogle threw a lookout Dylan pass up to Dylan Holloway got blown up by Labushkin and then Fogle went in that would have spawned something completely, we use that word spawn twice, but uh, it may, would, might have had a little bit different reaction back when you broke in with the Vancouver Canucks back in the day. Yeah, I, I remember when you throw a pass like that, whether it's intentional or not, you'd feel sick when the guy would get run over. And then he felt like he had to do something about it. So I can understand what Fogel was going through there. But, man, that was a hard hit. That Labushkin is a yeah. heavy, heavy hit. I think hitter. he busted his nose. Like, just Ooh. watching it again, it uh, looked like right away. Kevin, do you ever, I mean... I remember when uh, Mark Hunter drilled you from behind in Calgary that one time, and Mark Messier, it's one of the maddest times I ever saw Mark Messier came in, and he went after Mark Hunter. And Yeah, it's, you know, it's part of the game. Uh, in, in Mark Hunter's case, he hit me with his uh, shoulder in the chin. It was just, it was night-night, yeah. and uh, it wasn't really a dirty hit. Uh, although it was behind the net. And Was Dave still on the team at that time, or was he gone? Uh Samank was... Uh, no, Dave Hunter. Uh, uh, Dave was gone. I think Dave was in Pittsburgh. By then. Yeah, Mess was... Yeah, I, I, and listen, getting back to last night, I hate to see it, but, you know, there's still... That's part of the game. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, fans... You know, it's it's why the game of hockey is so exciting is because there's there's all kinds of stuff. You see McDavid do that. You see you see less of that stuff, but you don't want to see out of the game completely if it's good, clean hit. It's like you know when you learn to play hockey, keep your head up. Yeah, and that sort of comes with the territory. I know we were out, we're getting some text today. Fans concerned a little bit about the makeup of the team. You got to intimidate through the power play, but they went over in the power play tonight. It was just one of the nights where the goalie threw up a bit. Just just uh, just a final thought here. And it's great being here in White Court. Thank you for coming on the show uh jason and kevin but 
just a thought from you, uh, Jason, as a, as a former Oilers player, chance to watch sort of this, this growth and this evolution with this Oilers team. But there's nights where you sit there and you're like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tim, is it getting back to normal? I know that Gary Bettman, uh, the Board of Governors uh, meetings took place yesterday. We had Frank Saravalli on. Uh, He was at the BOG meetings in New York City yesterday that there was some... uh parameters, albeit preliminary, that indicate that maybe the cap may increase a little bit quicker than some people thought. I still tend to be very cautiously optimistic on that front. But, you know, as a guy that's related to the, the you know, the business side of the organization, I mean, we had a full building on, on uh, Wednesday and on Saturday for Vancouver, Calgary. Not a full building last night. Tuesday night game against Buffalo, not the sexiest of draws. But is it, are, are we kind of back to the stage now where it's the business as uh, usual? I mean, I tell you what, it was a tough slog through the pandemic. There's no doubt about that, Bob. Uh, you know, you saw it uh, up close and, and personal, uh, um, having games uh, in empty buildings. So it was a it was a big hole to dig out of. But the nice thing that we've seen is um, the support and excitement coming out of the pandemic. People wanting to get back, uh, coming to see live hockey, coming to Ice District. Uh, that experience is second to none. Obviously, uh, the team, the little speed bump last night, but we got a you know a team that. Uh, has been put together to uh, you know to win some games and compete. So we're feeling good about it. It's it's uh, it's always a work in progress. But uh, I mean, again, opening night, you see a full building, Battle of Alberta. It gives you a lot of optimism. Tim, uh, we are back up and running on 6:30. Chad back at Edmonton as well. Thank you for uh, joining us here on Oilers Now. We'll have you on uh, obviously down the road on various events. Hey, thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Tim Shipton, the executive vice president of the Oilers Entertainment Group. It is currently 12:57 in Edmonton. Here's what we're going to do in the second hour of the show. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, will join us at 105. Jack Michaels, Oilers play-by-play voice, at 118. At 135 today, uh, David Staples, call to hockey. And at 147, a proud uh, individual uh, from the broadcasting industry who works here in White Court. Uh, we're doing a lot of cross promotion on today's show. Uh, Neil Shuchuk, who for years was the broadcaster for the Saskatchewan Huskies football program, uh, they've remained a powerhouse forever. Uh, we're going to sync up and get to a global news weather traffic update live from the Boston Pizza and White Court as part of celebrating oil country. You're listening to Oilers now.